This Warriors Life podcast episode 20 is on Will Evans here with Brad Larkin. Uh, Brad, what a week in, uh, in rugby level for the Warriors in particular. Uh, roller coaster weekend, even more than usual being a Warriors fan. How are you feeling after everything that's um, unfolded in the last four or five days? Jeez, it's been controversial, isn't it? Well, Max, I'm, I'm glad we've got through to this day to let it all simmer a yeah. little bit. But yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm different to a lot of people. I sort of, I go through three stages with this sort of shit. The initial anger at the, at the decision, and then the second stage is, well, angry at the team. Because we shouldn't be in the position where a ref decides our fate for the season at this stage of the year. And then I just go to the old shrug your shoulders, wipe the dust off your shoulders and do it again next week, boys. Yeah, uh, similar sort of stages, probably slightly more uh, fluctuating for me. Um, <laughs> was circumspect at some stages and then pretty irate at others. But uh, <laughs> Just standing yeah. washing your coffee cup at the kitchen desk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Smash it on the floor. Um, you do make a good point, though. We, we've put ourselves in this position for the season where that loss hurt a lot more than it would have if we were, you know, where we were at this time last season. But it was still pretty hard to take. Um, looking at a couple of positives, um, I was pretty proud of the way that they hung in um, under adversity. It was, I think... Both teams put on an entertaining game. Oh, it was one of the games of the season. Um, yeah. You know, controversial decisions aside. And uh, the other... Um, big pluses. It's nice to see the Warriors in the news a bit. Yeah, and it may work in their favour for a week or two now. Yeah, um, so we'll get to all of that. Um, first of all, I just thought it was an incredible weekend of footy all round before we even got to that game. Um, the Sean Johnson standing up for the Sharks on Thursday night. Uh, Tigers Knights was an absolute cracker. Um, the last minute try, Rabbitohs Dragons fought past there just quietly, um, <laughs> and then the Manly Melbourne game after or later on on Saturday was was extraordinary. So yeah, it was it was probably the best weekend of what I don't know if it was because I missed the whole round being in Wellington the previous weekend, but I enjoyed every game I sat down to watch. I, I don't usually see many of the late Saturday games, but yeah, you know, I, I got most of the games in this weekend, and gee, yeah, some good old games of footy. Felt, felt really invested in it again. It was it was good after. To, yeah. to be honest, it hasn't been, I don't think it's been the best season. Probably the Warriors not going overly well has uh, contributed to that. But, I, yeah, really dragged me back in last weekend. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, first of all, getting to the, yeah, it's been, I guess, uh, dragged up constantly. So we don't need to go into it too much. But obviously the penalty count, the uh, inability to, to pick out a strip either way would seem to be on the wrong end of it, um, whether there was one in the tackle or about five eels in the tackle. Um, worth noting, there was a try that shouldn't have been given to the uh, to the Warriors too, probably, the, the Papali knock-on. Yeah, that, so, that one, can, you can minus that one out with the Sevo try as well, though. So yeah, which I, no one I picked think... up at the time, the Sevo one. Uh, one yeah, no. Nah. One of the commenters on, on uh, the Warriors Life actually picked that one up, but um, no one else seemed to. But yeah, Ansley obviously announced that one on, on Monday too. That was a that was a tough one. I think for me it was it was really tough to take 
on the back of the bad calls they've been getting. Obviously, that Knights game, uh, they came out and said there was a couple of tries that they totally bungled either way. Uh, the Broncos game, we had that that match winner controversially disallowed. Um, with Again, a Papali knock-on. Um, and then the Sharks, the forward passes and that, so to, to lose off a forward pass. Uh, but I can definitely see the way you've seen it, the split opinion, the, the forward pass um, right across the game. No one can agree on it. So Nah. nah. Yeah. But it was, you know, you think maybe benefit of the doubt, given some of the forward passes you do see let go. Yeah, the thing that sucks basis. about all this and how how the fans uproar and how vocal, how they sort of, they sort of, what are they, what am I trying to say? They have to give in to the fans' voice a little bit too much now. And I, I just think we're in danger of heading down an NFL track where every single play is going to be stopped and he's going to run and watch a TV. It, it, it's hard. It's a real hard one. We want the right call, but gee whiz, I don't want it to be slowed down any more than it is. It is hard to, um, I guess, uh, take a step outside this game because we were so invested in it as as fans. But you know, to see guys like Phil Gould come out and say he felt sick for the Warriors. Um, you know, even Buzz Rothfield, all kinds of people, just you know, absolutely flabbergasted on the Warriors' behalf. It was um, it was quite weird to see actually. And, you know, yeah, that, us yeah, getting done it isn't a new phenomenon. Um, but yeah, yeah, like like there was no one yelling and sc- like there hasn't been as much vocalness about was that St George game with the yeah, I've barely, yeah. Barely like, there could be the it. same amount of buzz, but yeah, they've, they've picked this game for some reason. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it is quite nice getting some support. It is, I think it is going to give us a bit of a leg up for a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, hopefully, and the the and credit to the NRL panels they came out and you know what more can they do really than come out and say. These are the mistakes we made, and we need to get better. You know, not they're, hu- they're human, and the Warriors would have knocked it on four times. There would have been five handling errors for each team. So those teams made ten handling errors that no one's screaming about. These refs are still human. So yeah, it sucks. It's it's just it's friggin' horrible that it may cost us the semis. But um, yeah, what can you do? You can't do anything. It's like arguing with the police. You get pulled over. You just got to deal with it. Yeah. Pick yourself up, and you've got to go again. Because if you sit there, there's no point wasting energy on what could have been. I think that's my opinion, anyway. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely inflamed the entire NRL, but just got to move <laughs> yeah. on. Um, looking at some, uh, well, actually, first of all, I think we may as well get to the other the other flashpoint, and this one I'm not quite so easy to forgive. Uh, Isaac Luke failed in his to get uh, his dangerous throw downgraded, rubbed out for three weeks. Um, I can't really, I can't really cop that one. Uh, that, it's so inconsistent. 12, Twelve years ago, that is one of the best tackles of the round. Well, even earlier this season, it, it could have been. You get yeah. the feeling that that's barely a grade one. It's barely a penalty. Uh, to me, then, it didn't look any different to that one where he folded James Maloney in half in the semis last year. No, nah, not at all. And then Jake Dravojevic does that other one on Jerome Hughes, was it, well, over the weekend? Yeah, so... And that was... It's like, yeah. come on. They're not even... You can't even compare them. I know Luke may come with more of a history than Dravojevic, but... But that's got nothing out. to do with grading. Yeah, grading has got nothing to do with, you know, previous yeah, offences or anything. It's only carryovers and all that. So the, the Dravojevic, um 
decision was fast, especially with Nick Kotrick, which who's tackles worse, but he did get sent off and he did get rubbed out for three games. So, um, mm. but I, I guess the only, the positives coming out of this, the next three weeks will work out if the Warriors need to sign Isaac Luke again next year. Yeah, well, that's a good point you make. I hadn't really thought of it like that. I was kind of thinking, because Luke had a blinder in that game. Mm. Kind of, you know, he's fighting for his career potentially for another deal, and he's going to miss half of the remaining games of the season. It's kind of like the the judiciary is, you know, in this case, got a guy's career. Yeah, got a guy's career in their hands, but if the Warriors do struggle in that area, then maybe that might uh, prompt them to, to sign him. Especially if Cor- looking like Coruscant might end up at the Dogs. Yeah, yeah. Bulldogs interested, and he's obviously uh, a Sydney boy, so... But the Dogs having a sniff at Danny Levi? Yeah, they're having a... Well, they've got Michael Leisher as their, half, as their hooker, so they're having a sniff at anyone that mm. can bend down and pick up a ball that someone's <laughs> robbed between their legs, pretty much. I, always, I thought Marshall's brother went better than... Yeah. Um, Leisha's gone anyway. He added quite a bit out of dummy half of the dogs. Yeah, I can't quite understand why they keep going back to Leisha. Nothing against him, but he's a pretty straight up and down footy player for a team that's desperate for sparks. So, um, getting a little bit off off uh, on a tangent here. <laughs> yeah, no. we'll, we'll even talk about the dogs and try <laughs> yeah. and forget about yeah. those referee decisions. Yeah. The team coming fifteenth. Uh, yeah. Um, positives from that game well first of all we've got to talk about Roger another absolute barnstormer close to the best player on the field and what he did to almost win the match was something pretty pretty bloody amazing the dude is crazy the dude is crazy there was one sort of 10-15 minutes from the end of the game where he was running out from his own try line mm. the energy he had still in his legs to pace through and find some gaps in that he's actually amazing he's Gotta go close. He's oh, he's got to be Dalian. Got to. Yeah, be. if he if unless the Warriors lose all six games and he, he can't really pull, that he's got to be in the mix, um, which would be an amazing achievement going back to back. But probably the bigger achievement would be getting the second one in a team that's struggling oh. a bit. If the Warriors miss that, the finals and he wins Dalian, he'd be the first player since I believe Danny Buderis in two thousand and four to win uh, win the Dalian for a team. That missed the finals. So. That's that's what makes it even more impressive. Though he's got no one really like, like there is people helping him, but he hasn't got a consistent person there helping him to prop him up on those daily end points. He's yeah. just dragging a team on his back every but, week. Yeah, uh, if they'd, if they'd awarded that try, that that moment would have gone down in Warriors history. It was just uh, just one of the great players. Unfortunately, fraction forward according to the refs. Um, another guy really impressed me, Ignatius Parsi. I thought he was a beast. Um, yeah, the boys are stepping up in the front there. Yeah, yeah. he was. I thought at least now Mal was maybe a little bit down on where he'd been, but Parsi was just um, yeah smashing guys and the one-on-run strips, big meters. It's good. Yeah. Oh I, yeah, I, I'm liking the middle forwards at the moment. It, like Blair, he's still cranking yeah. along. Yeah, he's still going good. Um, Chanel was great. I thought far out he can hit. Yeah, what about him flying out the line? What a ballsy little customer. Yeah, yeah, and he just hits and sticks, mm. but he just gets up and waits for the next one. There's no showboat. There's no, I've never seen one sort of ounce of showboating about him. He's just getting a yeah. job done, and yeah. if, he, if it means he's got a tackle, even though he's a flashy ball runner, like, historically. I don't want to 
put a label on him because obviously he's, he's not going to be anywhere near the player. But the way he just throws himself into it is almost like um, Thurston. You know, he's not the best defender technically or a big guy, just a wiry customer, but just a ton of effort and... He'll just make sure he's a speed bump to get the give yeah. the big boys time yeah. to get there. Yeah. And that, and um and a cover tackle on Wanga Black that was Thurston like as well, just pure desire. That yeah, and that, yeah, I, I'm yeah I'm liking him off the bench. I wasn't I wasn't for it, but far mm. out. He but, is he is learning the trade nicely at the moment. We started that game at five eight um, with Cody. Oh out, yeah, but, um, did too. So that's why we saw so much of him. But yeah, he was he was awesome. Um, Peter Hicko, another good game, couple of try assists, and um, as we talked about, Isaac Luke. Um, how was how was Bill's great try? Yeah? Didn't he look com- <laughs> didn't he look comfortable diving over the line? What a, fin- <laughs> what a finisher! <laughs> Glad you forgot what he meant to do. Touch? Do I push it down? Or what do I do here? Um, was, yeah, we're lucky he just didn't uh, chuck it over his shoulder. But no, he did a job out there. He's, he's in the team again. Um, yeah, we definitely look a lot less threatening, but um, yeah. Anyway, he doesn't so, do too much wrong though. It's, no, that's the thing. He's yeah, it's not, yeah probably not going to so, lose exactly. the game. Um, so I guess that when it would have been so good, we would have been equal act with the Broncos. I um, know, and then you add in that the storm bad call from the start of the year. Yeah. We'd probably be equal with. Uh, Equal or in a header, yeah, we'll be in about fifth place. Could have got the point, the 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 other point against the Broncos. That would have been another two point swing. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, it's all shorter yeah, would have caught it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's life. Life, life, life's hard. That's why yeah. it's so good. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be a lot of people getting inspiration from this, or they're either switching off, going, "Oh, shut yeah. up! That is shit calls. I hated it." Um, they'll, be, they'll be printing off the quotes on their printer now and yeah. sticking it to their toilet wall <laughs> yeah. behind the door. Uh, <laughs> um, so they've dropped to 12th. It's incredibly log jam, though. Um, there's a chance we could end up in the 8th this weekend if we win. Um, so all is not quite lost. I did the NRL.com's ladder predictor, just where you go through and you choose the result of each game. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if... And I, Gave the Warriors a win in every game except for the Roosters game in Sydney. Mm-hmm. And so it's five of six, in, leaving us standing on 27 points, and that left us in eighth, obviously. That's the magic number, isn't it, the 27 points? Well, they say 28 because you hardly have any oh, longer. But, but that 27 would see us in eighth. That obviously depends on the other results I picked. But they are all fairly, I don't know, standard. You could see them going. Looking ahead to this weekend, it looks like there's a few sort of favouring the Warriors a little bit in there. As long as the Warriors win, of course. Warriors have to yeah. win. But yeah, yeah. There's a couple of games around that those those that gaggle the teams around yeah. us. Well, that, if they um yeah, and if they win five of six, uh, which is the minimum, they have to win at home against Canberra and Manly. You'd think over the next two weeks. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. If we <laughs> make the semis, how many weeks into the semis do you reckon this team can get? Well, if they do what they need to do to get there, they've beaten some very handy teams. And so you scrape into eighth and then you're playing, say, Manly or maybe Parramatta or Canberra. Yeah, true. We beat them twice. That, you know, you, 
you know, you give them a hope at least, and just making yeah, the finals yeah. is is just uh, you know, it's a good yardstick that you've done okay. Oh. Um, I like I like talking to you once a week just for some positivity because I sit yeah. at work by myself. Yeah. What's the Man. point? What's the point of being eight? I'm not going to do it. Yeah, just going to make a season one <laughs> week longer. What's one week? Warriors. No, this is good. I like this. Yeah, thanks, um, man. No worries, man. Anytime. Uh, yeah, there's some obviously, and the exciting thing is, um, pretty much every game has a bearing on. Well, most games have a bearing on our position, so it's an exciting time of the year, provided we can stay in it double, for a few weeks. Double-edged sword, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the, the exciting and horrendous. Yeah. Um, there, what's happened to them um, should galvanise them and... You know, That's like what I reckon too. This is this is gonna this is gonna put a bit of darkness in them. I reckon. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna say they're gonna think if the world. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Get stuck in some things. And I heard an interview with Jazz Devanga the other day, and he was sort of in that mindset. He's like, "If it, let's carry on. Let's go out there. We're gonna start. We're gonna start showing these guys and hurt them." <laughs> and they actually said something about hurting them, and I was like, "Whoa, I like that. I'd like I like to- it." Like to be a fly on the wall of when Jazz Tavang is just having hanging out, having a good time. Because every interview, and I've interviewed him a couple of times, and he's such a serious, serious customer. He is, isn't he? He's quite, a, he's quite a full on little yeah. dude. I feel like he could almost snap at any moment. He chills uh, out. Um, the problem I have with the, the getting fired up thing, or the, not the problem, but uh, the one player that would have use this to maximum advantage I reckon would be Isaac Luke I know he he would have gone off with this you know with what's happened over the last week and probably had his best game of the season so unfortunately the the bully would have been and that was that was partly shown in that tackle yeah like it was was exactly like the Maloney tackle last year he was was doing something savage to lift him yeah um, and he was great in the first half an attack, big try, 40-20, I mean, two sideline conversions. Mm. Yeah, he was um, on fire. Mm. Um, yeah, well. Just moving on a little bit to some other NRL stuff. Jeez, if the Warriors are um, don't make it, which you got to say is a fairly high probability... I won't have much trouble getting behind Manly and Canberra in September. Oh, I know. Jeez, they're oh, Especially Manly. I can't get behind Canberra, as I've stated. I don't mind watching them, but I'm not going to get behind them. But, jeez, that Manly game, they could have beaten them by 60, though. Yeah, so, yeah. Jeez, they're one hell of a footy team. With a lot of um, sort of seemingly bit-part players or guys that are, you know... At a crossroads like Curtis Sirenin and those sort of guys, but man, they they're just uh, playing great footy. And then when you've got Cherry Evans and the Trebojevic's to back it up, hey, I'm go- they're not a team of champions. They're a champion <laughs> team, aren't they? Yeah, I, I can't believe what Dez has managed to do with them, but it's <laughs> no, awesome, Dez Yeah, far out. He, he can get out of them. I think the last four years at Canterbury was just a um, just a roost building up for this season. Yeah, but it's got to be part of the Manly culture as well, doesn't it? Yeah, like, just Dez obviously magic. fits perfectly with what Manly... He doesn't care that the urinal's not clean. He doesn't... <laughs> like, you know what I mean? He, he doesn't care if it's a mess. Um, <laughs> he prefers Brookvale the way it is. Yeah, exactly. 
they're so good to watch. What a, they're a rad team. Yeah. I never thought I'd say that about Manly. Tom's still unbeaten for the season. That's incredible. Well, yeah. He hasn't played that much, but I mean, you know, that's a, it's a pretty good stat to have behind you. Yeah. And now that you, like, round one, you look across that team and you think, who the hell are this lot? And now round 20, we're coming up to and go, you look across that team and go, geez, he's good. Yeah. He's oh. good. He's real good. Yeah. He's playing awesome. No weaknesses. When they yeah. came here to Christchurch in round three, they were 0-2, and uh, we were going to win by 50 points. But yeah. George Taffer was a bit of a liability now, though, I'd say. Yeah. I love the way he jams in and pulls off a big hit, though. But, yeah, he looks like an accident waiting to happen. <laughs> Georgie boy. Um, yes. So, um, TWL endorses Canberra Raiders and Manly. Yeah, they're your uh, surrogate teams to follow in September if we don't make it. And Hex on, Hex on Penrith and, uh, and their elk as well. Don't want to get behind them. No. Um, yeah, anything else from the NRL that caught your eye you want to, to add or should we uh, move along? What did I, I can never remember. I wish I'd done a bit of research for this show because I, I always see good stuff. But I, yeah, nah, nothing. A uh, little um, tribute to Robbie Farrer maybe? Yeah, oh, okay. It's a hat to Robbie. Yeah, good on you, mate. Three hundred games. He would have been. He would have been a good back. I stupidly didn't back him for a try. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, he did get one. You didn't you tip it on the show last week? Oh, maybe. Maybe I didn't take it. I didn't take Unfortunate. it. Fortunate. Milestone games, but he's hung, hanging up his boots, eh? That's him. Yep. Yep. So one hell of a career. Quite a. Unique player changed the way that the hookers played to a certain extent. Um, yeah. What I can't work out with him and Marshall. What happened? They, they that first season was that premiership winning season, correct? Uh, well, I think Farrah debuted in two thousand three. Well, how's he got to three hundred after Marshall? When Marshall went to rugby for a year. Um, well, remember how he went to? He sort of fell out of Jason Taylor's. Uh, I'm just bringing up his career stats to answer that question for you. Well, that, he started. Yeah. It, this that was a 2005 was his first, um, his first full time season. He only so same with Marshall. Before that, Marshall played yeah a handful of games before that as well. But I'm just looking at it. It's been quite the renaissance this year. Last year, uh, he played 11 games. Uh, 2016, he only got nine games in. He's yeah been well under 20 most seasons since 2011. So. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Oh. I guess it, it, when he's uh, when he's around, he seems to be in your face, but he's missed a fair bit of footy. Yeah, see, I see. I dislike this guy way more than people dislike Cam Smith. You dislike Talking about Robbie? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't, I don't he's a prickly like, customer. He is. Yeah, and I, I think he is a bit of a prick. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. There's got to be as much as Jason Taylor is probably my least favourite. Uh, person in rugby league and it all stems from a um from an unsavory encounter with him when he was on a Parramatta eels uh end of season trip to queenstown in 2001 but i digress <laughs> did you have a run-in with jason taylor <laughs> oh okay i'll tell the story i didn't have a run-in but though the the greatest bunch of guys uh that, that eels team is they'd lost the grand final but they were in queenstown having a great time um i was only um I must have been 19, 20, and I'd never really met any f- footy players before. Um, so I was just 
and I just r- happened to run into them out on the out on the turps, and I was having a the time of my life, um, you know, just a total fanboy. Yeah. Yeah, talk, talk to talking to Jason Taylor, waiting at the old Ferg Burger when it was down Calain. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And going, uh, and I, you know, brought up to Jason Taylor a couple of his old, you know, his his great moments because um, I was quite the big Broncos fan back in the day, and a couple of times he not got field goals to knock us out of semi-finals and that sort of thing. And I brought it up to him, and he goes, "I don't know why you guys care so much." I was like, "Whoa, okay, just you know." Um, I was absolutely astounded. Just a fan. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah. I felt like I didn't really say anything to him, but I thought later, well, if we didn't care so much, you, um, you know, they're Bricky's labour or something. Um, not not he's at just a yobbo at heart, though, isn't he? I, yeah. I, I think it was just he lucked into being good at footy, or else yeah. he was just going to be a pissy. Remember, there was that cricket game where he <laughs> pissed, right. pissed in the cup and chucked <laughs> yeah. it above his head. Yeah, scumbag. Yeah. We could have brought that up. But no, I brought up a field goal and he still blasts me. Anyway. Uh, the only, only footy player I've ever seen in my days in Queenstown, I've seen Rod Wishart at Lone Star. Um, Tally, Tally saw him when he was there too. He loves it. <laughs> yeah, I was out of town and they, they rung me up. So Rod Wishart's here. I was gutted. Yeah. yeah. yeah I've seen him. Great jawline. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I feel Rod as though we've got off track again. Um... Maybe a little bit, but we'll we'll drag it back. Um, yeah. It's been a long time since we gave our friend Mike Duncan a shout out, and uh, we better do it because he's just about finished. His amazing he's up journey. at Kerry Kerry, is he? I yeah, he's uh, he's past Kerry Kerry. Uh, so this is for those of you who haven't heard this before. Mike Duncan, our friend, is uh, it's called Three Reasons Why. So if you head to three r y n z dot com. Uh, you can see what he's been up to, but basically he's, he's walked from Bluff, um, he's gone all the way to Cape Rianga, he's almost there, uh, and he's doing it for three causes, prostate cancer, spinal injuries, and mental health. Um, it's been an amazing journey, and you can fo- see it all, everything he's seen, some amazing photos and stories on the website, and uh, if you feel uh, like it, you can donate to some of those worthy causes, but he's deep into Northland at the moment, reckons he might finish next week, so... Um, I know that he's been whiling away the hours uh, by listening to the podcast. So, uh, well, what does he do when this? What's his plan when this is all finished? That's quite a out of it thing to come to do. And then, what what does he do next? Well, he um, he lives in Dunedin, so he's got to get back somehow. I guess he was wants to wandering right. He won't want to walk. wandering back. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm sure he's done a lot of uh, reflecting and. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, he'd know himself, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. I'll say. Um, be bloody fit, I don't, too. I don't know if I'd want to hang out myself for that long. <laughs> I, reckon I'd drive, I reckon I'd drive me nuts. <laughs> I'm sick just, of this maggot. Just ringing people constantly all day while you're working to get out of your own head. Uh, walking. That's an effort, though. How long? So yeah. when did he set off? What day? What? It was late January, so it's taken him a little longer. A few weather weather interruptions and and whatnot. Late January, uh, just walking every day. Mm. Well, he's had, he's had a few days off, quite a few. Um, but yeah, an amazing effort. So we're proud of you, Mike. Um, can't yeah, can't well, wait to see you, mate, and have a celebratory beer. That website again: three rynz.com. Um, while we're giving shout-outs, I just wanted to to, to um, 
pay tribute to a couple of our fans of the, the podcast. And we don't have a hell of a lot of listeners, but the ones we do have seem to be pretty loyal. Bevan Shortridge is always on Twitter if we, we haven't posted by uh, by Thursday night asking where the podcast is. So, Bevan, good on you, mate. Thanks for thanks for listening every week. And an, another one, uh, Rob Anderson, um, the rarest of beasts, an Aussie born and bred Warriors fan. He's, uh, he's from Brisbane. No Kiwi ties whatsoever, but the Warriors are his team. <laughs> that is a hell of a choice to make. Yeah, well done. I know, yes. Uh, especially when you've got the well, on your doorstep. Gee, it is not, like, I know we take the piss and we know we're not great at this thing and it may not be the best podcast going around, but it is nice to hear that people do switch in. And we, I, I actually, it's really cool to know that people do like what we have to say. So thanks very much. Um, yeah, it, it makes it all worthwhile. It does. It really does. Um, and just to finish off the shout-outs, Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson and the team, the best rugby league website um, in the world. Amazing, uh, amazing date, database they've, they've maintained, and yeah, very passionate guys. And that's where we got all our stats from. And of course, the um, the TAB for their support of this Warriors life. And just on the TAB, what a bunch of GCs handing out, handing back forty four thousand dollars worth of head to head bets. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah, and, and, yeah, that's a good move, a real good move. Yeah. Um, yeah, not much else head to head. say. Although, yeah, I, I have to admit, I took the multi in the weekend, our multi, and we were going strong, weren't we? We were yeah, going really strong. Yeah. And even up until, like, for some reason, out of all the multis that we picked for the weekend, I pressed the wrong button on the Warriors game. And I back, instead of backing the Warriors, it backed Parramatta, which in the end worked out good for me. But far out. How um, do I, of all the games to hit the wrong button on, that stinking game. I actually did the same on the um, on the Cowboys game and had to go back and do the same multi again with the Sharks. God, it's hard typing them in on your phone, no, eh? No. Mistakes can be made. at five minutes to kick off on Thursday night. Um, moving on again, Brad, do you have Tales of Runanga for us? Tales of Runanga? I thought, I thought I'd just um, continue on from the white baiting yes. yarns that it involved the... Uh, one of, one of Renanga's silkiest fullbacks, Shane Swampy Marshall, and one of um, Renanga's most begrudging league players, <laughs> Jamie Gaskell. So this is this is the year before. Last week we talked about accommodation. But the year before, for some reason, we went white banning for three years without realising there was accommodation 500 metres away. So <laughs> we used to go there and pitch a tent for like four days and live in the bush for four days, which was friggin' horrendous. But this year we turned up and we um we set up our tent on the side of the river and we didn't think about asking people. We just we just put up our tent, right up, we'll stay here. And next as soon as we get our tent up, this four wheel drive comes along this bridge, we park by this river, this four wheel drive comes along the bridge and it's this big um this big Mary fella. And he was he, he actually had a he worked for Opus, you know, the um you know, Opus uh, like yeah, an engineer, road engineering oh, company. Yeah, yeah. But the ongoing joke was that this massive dude, he would be about 140k g, massive oil grease ridden hands. We made out instead of Opus, we made out he was an optometrist. <laughs> <laughs> then we just daydreamed about this guy and his oily fingers putting some new contact lenses in. But anyway, 
But anyway, we'll start on. It turns out we're on his land. We just turned up and started with, what's it called? We just take the land. But um, he said, oh, no. so we had a little yarn and we calmed him down. And he's like, no, you, you guys are all good to stay there. Just make sure you know, make no mess. And we're like, yeah, no, he goes, yeah, just make sure I haven't, it was like you've never been here. Yeah, sweet ass. Fast forward five hours. <laughs> we're sitting around our little um, brazier and the fire's going down, but the wood's not that dry. And Gaz sort of tips a, a Coke bottle lid full of petrol on the fire. I'm like, whoa, that's the goods. That's the goods. And he goes, yeah, right, I'll get some more. And he took his kerosene lamp over to the back of the, he had this Falcon Uke and put the tailgate down. He put the kerosene lamp on one side and then he had this like 20 litre steel container of petrol on the other side of his Uke. And as soon as he started tipping it, the fumes jumped across to the kerosene lamp to this 20 litre <laughs> steel tin. <laughs> so I turned around and I'm sort of half cut and I go, Gash, your Ute's on fire, man. I know, I know, I know. I was like, He's still on fire, bro. It's still on fire. And he's, he's starting to panic. And once I see the panic in his eyes, he's like, right, I'll go give him a hand. And I go over there. And just as I get there, he smashes the he smashes the 20 litre of petrol off of the ute. And then that spills over the rock. Rocky, like, I just want to say, I know this is stupid. My mates know this is stupid. The only reason we laugh about it is because we survived and there's no way we'd do this ever again in our life. So you guys we would have been about, what, 20, early 20s, late teens? Yeah, yeah, early 20s, and there was Swampy and Reedy sitting there. They weren't into this. They, like, they, they were not happy about the situation. So the gas spills this petrol onto the rocks on the side of the river, and it lands there. Next minute, all the rocks we're standing on are on fire because the petrol spilled out. And then next to us, like, the river's on our right-hand side, and then the left-hand side, there's like this tidal pole. So Gaza quickly panics again and just kicks it like a rugby ball, like a league ball, onto this little tidal pond, and it lands on there. But as he kicks it, the petrol shot out of the can and up his leg, and now his, his leg's on fire. And he's, he's like going, put me out, man. Put me out, man. And his put me outs get quicker and quicker and louder and louder. And I'll, eventually I push him to the ground and sort of try and rub it out on his leg and it wasn't rubbing out so I had my last can of Tasman bitter for the night and I had to donate it to put his leg out on fire so we get his fire out on his leg and then we look beside us and this little tidal pond there's this petrol tin floating on top of it and it's like a lethal weapon movie man the whole top of it is flames and then about 20 feet in the air of flames and both of us think at the same time the old optometrist saying to us uh, you can stay here, boys, but just don't make a mess. <laughs> <laughs> we've got flames everywhere. Me and Gaz are pissing ourselves because we've just about died and we're just laughing on things. Then we've got Swampy and Reedy getting stuck into us for laughing when those bastards didn't even get out of their seat to help. Far out. Oh, man. Yeah, so um, we, we, after that, we sort of calmed it down and we left the place tidy for the optometrist. <laughs> just with a few charred char marks on the ground. <laughs> It's unbelievable, man. Lucky, unbelievable. Lucky for but, uh, Jamie, yeah. those, the Tasman bitters came in 440s. Uh, yeah, that's it. The tall boy re- uh, put them out quicker than my hand was. <laughs> but yeah, so that's um, part two of the whitebait story. Oh, so ne- ne- next week we're going to touch on, um, might touch on Lee Hart of the Haraki fame. His crazy uncle or cousin, George Hart, oh. from Renunga. So it's a good one to look forward to. Um, 
I feel like every week you get a just a little piece of the Brad Larkin puzzle comes comes together. Oh mate, yeah, it's it's I'm I'm so stoked to have witnessed the shit I've witnessed <laughs> in my life. I like a laugh. I really do like a laugh. So, um, and life is delivered to me. It really is. Ah, <laughs> uh, good stuff. And yes, uh, everyone's loving the uh, the tales of Renee. It's been quite the the uh, little diamond in the rough for us. Uh, we'll have more next week um, moving on to it's always a downer uh, moving on to NRL round 20 um, round preview and again thanks to TAB for their support of this Warriors life we'll be giving you the odds uh, for each game Thursday night we're kicking off with a Tigers at home Leichhardt Oval against the Cowboys Tigers $1.63 favourites how do you see this one going? Oh, I'm, I'm leaning towards cows on this one yeah, they haven't been too far off lately. No. They did beat the Roosters a few weeks ago. They're probably just out of the mix, unless they won all six games. Um, they're one point behind and the Warriors. This would probably be more beneficial for us if the Cowboys did win it. The Tigers are one point in front of us. So. Yeah, I, I, yeah uh, the Tigers, I'm not, they're not. I'll be gutted if they made the semis ahead of us. I, yeah. Yeah, I don't think they'll stitch two in a row together. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how they got away with that one in Newcastle, but... Um, God, yeah. their, their attack had nothing, hey. It was it yeah. seemed to have nothing, a lot of their attack. It was all sort of random, crazy. Yeah, yeah just a flash from Benji, which I did enjoy. Um, yeah, that was their first one after three losses. Cowboys only one of their last six, but as we said, they've been in most of the contests. They've, uh, uh, for, how how gutted do you reckon the Cowboys are now that they got rid of Caleb Ponga? Imagine what Caleb yeah. Pong and the difference he's made to oh, that team man. this year. Yeah. Well, you know, they got a couple of good, more good years out of Lachlan Coates, so that's probably worth it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Who you got? Didn't really think about, yeah, I haven't really thought about that matchup when they've played the uh, Knights, but, yeah, definitely a bit of sweep for the, well, just bitter yeah, for the Cowboys. Yeah. I, I think they knew what they were losing at the time, but they just couldn't keep them there. Um, I've dragged up some good stats on this week's game. So the Cowboys only won in seven visits to Leichhardt Oval was back in the first ever clash between the, the clubs in 2000. So a bit of a <laughs> bogey venue. Um, but I'm willing to back the Cowboys. I, f- I feel like anything I tip is kind of slanted by by what I want to happen for the Warriors. But anyway, Cowboys. Cowboys Friday. Friday. We're first up Friday, yeah. are we? Warriors two dollar thirty outsiders against the Raiders at Mount Smart. Must win. Huge game. And as we've already talked, so much uh, hype around it, given what's happened in the last few days. Um, first of all, they named a pretty much unchanged team except for Cody coming back and um, and Schnell moving back to the bench and Kieran out of the seventeen. But with uh, Isaac Luke out. What do they do now? Who do you put a hooker? Will we finally get to see Cody there? Yeah, I don't know. So they've got they've got Lawton in the twenty one yeah. or twenty two, haven't they? They probably play it safe, don't they, and go with Lawton. I, I I think they do. Mm. Yeah, I think they do. I, I noticed that um, Curran's in the twenty two as well. Yeah. So he must he must be just he might be just starting to do the right things in reserve grade. Yeah. But yeah, back to your question. Yeah, Lawton I think has to come in. And rotating with Tabita Harris. Yeah, I, d- I just loved uh, what Chanel did at 
um, last week. I'd love to see him playing. I think start start at nine. Yeah. Or, 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 just, or do you mean starting in the halves? Yeah, or maybe when he comes on, come on at, um, at five eight and, and give Cody a wee blat at hooker. It, may, it makes more sense to me that way because Cody's got the experience at NRL, like a test match even, at hooker. I don't understand why they put a rookie out of position at hooker. Mm. But I do like what he can do there. He's just got that sort of weird ability to, to you know, just start creating things. When he played at centre, he was the same. Um, Big game for forwards, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, that Canberra That rated, oh, yeah. Josh Papali... Uh, Soliola's, well, he was great against Panthers, and then the uh, the English back rowers. Yeah, um, well, they 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 got a couple of soft tries. That some a couple of those tries yeah. against Penrith were pretty uh, soft. Bateman spinning out of that last tackle, yeah. and yeah, um, the big individual matchup, obviously Roger Tuivasa-Sheck versus Chance Nickel Klotstad coming coming back to Mount Smart. The master versus the apprentice. Mm. Um, as good as Chance is playing, he he's got nothing on Rog, yeah. nothing. He's got a bit. Oh, he's got, may have some ball running, bringing it back from the back, but far out. It's a great matchup. Um, it is. Raiders are unchanged, and a guy I like to single out that hasn't got a lot of raps, but um, another ex warrior, uh, Saliva Havili. He's played, and I was amazed actually, but he's he did pretty much nothing at the Dragons, and then. Took a lifeline at Canberra after the World Cup. And he's played 42 straight games. Has he? Yeah, not bad for a guy that's playing he's... second fiddle to, to Josh Hodgson, but he's turned into a pretty good footballer. And he's turned into like a Tavanga-style player as well, isn't he? Like this yeah. smaller sort of nuggety back rower slash hooker. Yeah, yeah. but he's a better uh, yeah, hooker I'm... than Tavanga. Yeah, his, his career was over until, was it Hodgson got, when well, they got injured and they needed injury cover almost? Yeah, he... Yeah, he got injured in the World Cup and missed most of the last year. So, so he played a lot. Well, he was starting for the most of the season, but yes, yeah, he's, he's kept his spot in the seventeen and doing a good job. Yeah, good on him. Good on him. Raiders still going well with the despite Nick Kotrick being out suspended and still no Joey Lalo, but they still seem to be pretty dangerous out wide. Jack White. Yeah, that... Jack White's a danger for me this week. He played good again. Had that break where they probably should have had a try. Yeah. Last weekend, yeah, he's he, just um, such a big body, and if he's running it, you know, if he gets Blake Green or Cody one on one, it could be danger. It, it just amazes me how much he's found his position this year. Mm. Like that, is, that is his position—an old school standoff, ball yeah. running standoff. Yeah, almost uh, like Fitler as, as a young guy. Um, yeah, 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 near enough to hundred kgs and. Pretty formidable, but yeah, one guy that we have to handle. Uh, Warriors have kept Blake Ashford and Jared Beal, as we alluded to before. Um, pretty unthreatening on that right hand side without them, despite Rogers' heroics. Um, so yeah, they're going to have to find some new ways. Hacky keeps delivering out there for Malmolo, doesn't he? Oh, he's in just magical form. Oh, he just yeah, he can just shift it along and get it to him whenever he needs it. But yeah, they're, they're going to need to find a couple more avenues to, to score points. Um, mm. Cody, for me, is yeah, he's got to got to be highly involved. Um, Have you spotted any weakness with the Raiders? Like I haven't watched too many games, but 
where do they struggle on the field? Uh, I don't know. They, I guess the games that they've lost, uh, that game against Parramatta stands out. They do sort of drift in and out of games. And, you know, last week they had Penrith on the rack and kind of let them back in a couple of times. So, mm. yeah, I guess it's up to the Warriors to take advantage of those sort of flat periods that the Raiders do have. They're certainly not the the faders that they, they used to be, um, where they mm. build a big lead and, and absolutely bowler, but... Still yeah. have that tendency. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, the, yeah. The I, I think I think the Warriors need like it's, they need the Raiders to have a slightly off night. Yeah, to have a decent chance. But I'm still my money's still going on the Warriors. I, that, yeah, that, I think we'll get a big, all right. We'll get a big crowd. I think there um, a lot of mm. be a bit of electricity in the air. Um, a couple of stats yeah. to to um, to buoy our um, our hopes. Um, Warriors have won 7 of the last 11 between the teams both games last year 10 of the last 13 at Mount Smart between the teams and the Raiders have only won one of their last 8 outside um, ACT or New South Wales so mm. it's just the way the draws worked out they haven't or well, they've lost the odd game they've had to go to Queensland for um, yeah and yeah so well, that, that goes back into last season when they weren't playing as well but Still slightly unfamiliar for them going away a long way away and winning. So yeah. yeah. We must be getting due to getting back these other boys, are we? Like the Harris, well, the Herbert, um, the, well, Fuss, the Fuss. There was a, uh, the news out this evening was that Harris could in fact miss the rest of the season. Um, what? Yeah, they have to reassess it out around round twenty-two. Uh, they had surgery on his foot, and he may miss the rest of the year, which would obviously be a a terrible blow for their um for their I'm almost okay with that because he wasn't playing great anyway this season and if he's going to come back semi-injured for the rest of the season I'm almost thinking get yourself right and start again yeah he might be a bit harsh on his form this year but a couple of Ah, but yeah yeah, I agree you know there's no point in rushing back for a Miracle mission for the finals. If he's not right, he's probably not going to do much more than Isaiah, yeah. Red and Blair are doing um, in the starting pack. So um, disappointing that the Herb and uh, Fusatua aren't back. That would have been a real yeah. fill up for them. But yeah, well, that's, Where, where's that's the where's the betting wheel going this week? I know what you want to win. What's the betting wheel up to? Um, I'll take us with the three and a half point start. No, I also like two dollars. I like the value in two two dollars thirty on the Warriors. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. I, I wouldn't if we were favourites. I wouldn't be super impressed with the value, but nah. Yeah, I can definitely see a, a tight, tight one. Desperation. I'd sort of hope to see from them anyway. I can't see. I hope there's some sort away. of like semi semi final atmosphere at the ground after yeah. what's happened this weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah, a little bit, of, little bit vicious. Yeah, like just... make it a like it hasn't been a fortress pretty much at all, apart from round one when after the the Christchurch attacks, they they uh, opened the gates and eighteen thousand or so turned up and we gave the Bulldogs a hiding. But since then, it's been a dismal year at Mount Smart. They Isn't it? What are they at now? Um, they've lost. I'll just bring up their season stats, but they. Yeah, yeah. Um, they had that pretty drab win over the Titans in round four. That was their 
So they've won their first two at Mount Smart, and now they're on a one, two, three, five match losing streak at Mount Smart, which is right up there. Uh, he's keep keep losing. If they lose these next two, I think that would be a record for straight losses at Mount Smart. So yeah, a lot to play. That for. makes that, that makes that two dollars thirty sound better though. They can't lose six, can they? Mm, nah, yeah, law of averages. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just keep doubling down, like when you're playing roulette, and there's a run of one, run of one colour. You just keep doubling your bet on the, yeah, exactly. the colour. Um, well, yeah. Anything you want to add to that game? I think, yeah, we're in with a good shot. Just need that, to yeah. turn up. And one thing worth um, mentioning is how well the Warriors have played. It's been far from perfect, but they've dug in. They haven't thrown in the towel like we've seen on quite a few occasions earlier in the season. Yeah, and no, exactly. That was their first loss, um, and they so very nearly won it. Their first re- regulation time loss in um, six games. So had the uh, yeah. golden point one against Penrith, but otherwise would actually been getting some decent results in the face of some. We're in the contest. Yeah, we're in the contest. Yeah, that's what you want to see. Um, moving on to. Fair bit of intrigue around this for Warriors fans. Broncos two dollar fifty five outsiders against the Storm. This is a, the uh, late Friday night game. Um, Broncos have snaked into that eighth spot with by uh, going unbeaten in their last four. Uh, we need them to lose. We definitely need the Storm to get up here. Yeah, uh, definitely. Broncos still not sold on Storm. That's that loss that we've been talking about was going to happen. Sooner or later, last weekend, and they're not going to lose two in a row yeah. anytime soon. Um, the there's been a bit of chat around the the Broncos revival. Well, they've beaten the Bulldogs and the Titans in the last fortnight after drawing the <laughs> oh, so they, no. they haven't exactly been lighting up top four teams. Um, no. The some stats that will make Broncos fans uh, cringe: Storm have won sixteen in the last eighteen between the teams, and the last eight in a row at SunCorp. So. Real bogey team. They're a bogey team for most teams, but they actually seem to beat Brisbane more than any other club. So is that who the the Broncos are on a roll against? No, the other way around. I mean, like when you said last couple of games were Titans and oh, Bulldogs, yeah. Yeah, and so all they, of a sudden they're world beaters. Yeah, they got a win. They, they were, everyone was uh, slagging them off. Then they got a win over Cronulla. Um then they drew with us, and, and then since they've beaten Canterbury and Gold Coast, so yeah, yeah, this is a pretty good litmus yeah. test. I'll change my tune if they can get a win this weekend, but don't see any storm. Storm done. Same Saturday. First game Saturday. My favourite time five slot. Time slot. Uh, the five o'clock game is Manly dollar forty eight favourites against Newcastle. At Brookie at Lotto Land. At Lotto Land. Yep. Um, yeah, we've spent a lot of time talking about Manly and um, how much we've got a bit of a crush on them. Won five of their last six. Knights on a four-match losing streak. What a streaky season yeah. it's been. <laughs> yeah. Six in a row. Clemens dropped yeah. off. Clemens disappeared for some reason. Have they yeah. dropped Ramey in this weekend? Is that right? Uh, yeah, just looking at the lineups here. So uh, Danny Levi, Herman SASA, who I thought was going pretty good. Um, yeah. In comparison to some of his teammates, and uh, Jesse Ramian's out, so uh, the 
yeah, Heimel Hunt's moved into the centres. Kurt Mann's on the wing. Mason Lanell comes in at 5'8". Uh, Connor Watson's at hooker. Quite like that selection. Um, yeah. Not, he, not good okay. for the future of Danny Levi, that's for sure. Jacob Saifidi's no. back, which is handy. And Lachlan Fitzgibbon, so... Yeah, a couple of good ins, but... Yeah. yeah. They've got a heap of good and I've just signed that Jaden Braley too, eh? Yeah, so that obviously spells... Curtains, pretty much, you would think, for, for Danny. Danny Levi? Yeah. What about Slade Griffin? I'm still keen on chucking yeah, some money well, at Slade Griffin, yeah, eh? Yeah, and he came, can play lock too, so... Mm. Point count, the Knights out of, you know, hanging on to him, but... Oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah, no, Newcastle are going to... They're going to struggle against Manly. Mm, at Brookie. At they, Brookie. Still be daytime. Yeah, tough place to go during the day. What did you say the numbers were in this one? What's what are they paying? Uh dollar forty eight, so Manly. Yeah, not a not a great deal. Jeez, that's shortening up. Um Manly have won eight of the last ten against the Knights and seven of the last eight between the teams at Brookvale, so I don't even need to ask, do I? Just write write a little W before yeah. beside Manly yeah, here? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just use for it well, as a little booster not... for your multi. Yeah. Second game. Uh Bulldogs, $2.85, Outsiders, um, and that's probably too short still, against Penrith. Uh, Penrith, seven match streaks over, but yeah, a bit of a danger game for them, I guess. It would have been a bit of a confidence rattler, I, th- I think, that game. Yeah, and lost the Shield. Yeah, yeah. Big, Big loss. The, the TWL Shield goes to the Raiders, so they'll be, Raiders. They'll be uh, putting it up in their next back at home. Yeah, Bulldogs, Penrith. Are the dogs gonna beat someone else this year? I don't know. They yeah, only lost to the Roosters by eight. They're not a good team, but they're definitely capable of uh, of rolling someone that doesn't turn up like they showed against uh, against Cronulla a wee while back. And I think another game. Two ex Panthers players playing good. Harry and Ira and even Lesniak. Yeah. No? Yeah. They've, they've got they've given them a bit that team, but they're they'll be all fired still... up actually those two. So yeah, mm. could be worth yeah, a watch. But... Is this their roughie? Is this my roughie for the win? Maybe um, not a great deal of value in the Panthers. So maybe Bulldogs yeah. with the start. They we uh, said to, to that would take them with the start um, last week. They had a fifteen or sixteen point start. Yeah, it did I chickened out and left it out of my multi though? Did you? I had. I put it in. I put it in. Um, and they did. They covered easily. So, yeah, maybe. What's, uh, what, this... what's their start this week? Um, you'll just have to be. Come on, I'll, I'll fill it. So, I'll just yeah. do a bit Can of you a filler. for a bit? Yeah, yeah, fill it. So, yeah, Penrith. Penrith. Oh, they're still dog. I don't reckon they're that great. They had a lucky. That seven game was the luckiest seven games. But I, I reckon the dogs can tip them up. Is Foran back yet, or is he dog? Uh, no, he's. Had another setback apparently. Um, yeah, so we were looking for the start, weren't we? It's a six and a half point start. I'm willing to take that. No, I'm willing to take. I'm going to. I'm going to do that. Bulldogs. Yeah. With start. Done. And Super Saturday rounds out with uh, Sharks. It's an intriguing game. This one, Sharks, two dollar oh five. Only slight outsiders against um, South Sydney. These are two teams that I just can't work out if they're good or not. Mm. Even with South being in second, I, I, I haven't yeah. watched many games to be honest. Though, cause they could have easily lost to the Dragons last week. 
Yeah, I, I don't know why they're still being touted as sort of in or around the Storm and Roosters. They're, they're a couple of notches below them, I, I thought. Um, any major changes? Uh, well, the Sharks welcome back Andrew Fafita, uh, Matt Moylan, and Wade Graham. That's a huge inclusion. Jeez, that's three big ends. Mm, but particularly Graham is, is the guy that they've missed. Sean Johnson, yeah. I was, you know, know that I'm a Sean Johnson fan, so I was quite happy to see him step up and uh, have a big hand in, in the Sharks winning against the Cowboys last week. Yeah, I was stoked on watching that too. And then I just got angry at seeing comments going, oh, go missing next week. Like, <laughs> you, you can't have it both yes. ways. You can't slag him off when he's playing well, not playing well and then slag him off when he has a good game. I don't know. Do people forget that even Stacey Jones back in the day didn't play great every single game? No, and I think it's because as brilliant as Stacey Jones was as a player, and he's obviously far more consistent, but yeah, yeah. his ceiling wasn't as high, so he didn't do the ridiculous yeah, things that Johnson did. Anyway. But we're, we're no-one fans. We're no-one fans, and yeah. we probably say way more than we should sticking up for him. Yeah, yeah. There's probably a happy medium somewhere between us yeah. and the negative dudes. Yeah. No but way. yeah, no, it was good to see him have a have a good game. Some of those passes were spot on. Yeah. Um, definitely like to see him run a bit more, but yeah, I think he's carrying a couple of league injuries still. That just, just seems the way that he's playing. But his ball playing is right up there. A couple of great yeah. assists. Uh, that snapped a five-match losing streak for the Sharks, and they're still in the mix. Unfortunately, we would really like South to win this game from a Warriors perspective. They've just edged oh, one point ahead of us. Um, worth mentioning, going back to mention, that we would really like Manly to win uh, against the Knights because the Knights are only one point ahead of us. So just to um, reiterate, we could quite easily end up, if we win this game against the Raiders, which is obviously tall order, but... Broncos probably lose to the Storm. Knights probably lose to Manly. Um, Tigers, mm, you know, the 50-50 against Cowboys. Yeah. And then uh, Sharks, probably, you know, good chance of losing to South. We're in the top eight after that's, the week yeah. we had. So it's very tight. And that's all It's all very doable. South, mm. I'll tell you what, uh, that Ethan Lowe has been playing great footy. This year, especially since that third State of Origin game, I thought he was the best in the losing team that game. He was. He yeah. looked super league bound at um, the start of the year, and then, um, yeah, what a yeah. renaissance! No, it's out of it. So we need. God, I've had to scribble out my B next to the Sharks and put a B next to the South since we need them to. Yeah, I've I've, I've got a tip South here because I do want them to win. I can't. Um, I can't support it. I can't do it. I'm gonna just leave it out. I'll tip the Rabbitohs here. Um, oh, you'll tip, yeah. Right they have won only one of their last six at Shark Park, though, so... No, tough yeah. venue. Burgess so. back, isn't he? When's Burgess back? Um, oh, he's been given a date. No, he has, he has been included. Named in the second oh, row, cool. so, yeah, that's obviously massive in for them. Yeah. Sweet. And um, who's this, who's this shit house late Saturday game? That's, that's oh, the last that Saturday, yeah. <laughs> I've been paying close attention. So we're up to <laughs> Sunday now. Sunday. We've got another bludger of a game to kick off Sunday. Uh, oh. Roosters-Titans. Oh. There's absolutely nothing in this for 
I think it's the only game of the weekend that doesn't affect the Warriors whatsoever. Um, Even the Roosters aren't playing anything nice no, to watch, are they? They, 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 they seem to be limping to victories. Like they went to comfortable victories, but like the Dogs to get that close last week, Roosters should have had fifty on them. They look look like a team that's just uh, waiting for the finals, and you know, get to second or third. Regardless, they'll be playing it in Sydney in second mm. or third, and they can't catch the storm. So it just seems like they're just uh, treading water until they get there. Step it up a couple of notches. It'd be nice if the Warriors were good enough just oh, to treat water to get to yeah. the home semi. Yeah, yeah. Worrying about where in the top four we're going to finish. Roosters good record against Titans six of the last seven. Um, There's bugger all we need to say about this one. Dollar twelve favourite, so there's not there's not much value to come by either. Oh, we're just going to pick his try scorer, Victor Radley. Uh, Yeah, that's that's not a bad. You'd be paying a good five bucks or so, you'd think. Uh, I think that Nat Butcher might come come off the bench and get one. Nat Nat Butcher. Mm. Oh, that sounds like a big call. Are you going that? Is that yeah. what we're going? Well, that's that's what I'll... Oh, I'm going to go Victor Radley, just time. to get some sort yeah. of separation. Yeah. Just for the sheer fact of, don't know who Nat Butcher is. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and yeah, AJ Brimson out for the Titans. The hits just keep coming for them. Uh, Boyd Cordner... Hargreaves and Takaho all out for the Roosters. Are they? Mm. What? Well, Takaho limped off with an injury. Not sure what the the outlook was. Maybe Cordner and Hargreaves are being rested. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Anyway. to get up for that oh. game. Uh, this is a bit more like it. Because um, we need we'd quite like a Parramatta loss. Dragon somehow... Dollar eighty five favourites against Parramatta. There must be just heaps of dra- way more Dragons fans in New Zealand, eh? Um, yeah, driving the price down. Well, it's just it's mind boggling that they could be favourites. They've won two of their last twelve. Is this at Bankwest as well? Uh, no, no, this is at Jubilee. Oh, Jubilee. Um, but the Eels four one four of their last five. They're definitely nowhere near the finished article, but. There's, you know, they're a team that can beat pretty much anyone on their day. And some great, you know, great individuals in great form. Paramount was, oh, sorry, Karen. I'm going to go the Dragons here. Really? It will be yeah. pretty handy for the the Warriors. You know, they are five points ahead of us. It's probably probably too the far. Power. But, but, you know, just to shake things up a little bit. Um you know, dragons are out of contention. Anything like that is is going to be good for us. Um, oh, this yeah. one is tough to pick. Actually, more I think about it, There's... Moses Moses and Gutherson are coming back in. They they seem to be doing yeah, a bit more. Mike Sevo, game breaker. Um, they've got. Do you reckon Mike... he's worth a million a year though? I don't know. That wasn't a year, was it? That must have been over two or three years. The the million thing. Was it? Oh, I thought it was a million a year. Because I think he's on a, basically, a, a minimum contract at the moment. <laughs> he does know. a bit of gardening and gets <laughs> yeah. 30k a year. Yeah. <laughs> um, they've got Michael Jennings back this week. No changes to a Dragons team. They actually weren't that bad against the, the Rabbitohs. So no, they didn't. Worth remembering, That's... even though they've 
can't win a game, but they not, they don't play terrible. Put it back for a second game. But Parramatta have won seven of the last eight, so they've made a habit of being a bogey for the Dragons, given, even though the Dragons have been the better team overall. Um, during that yeah, I, I'm going to back. I'm going to go. Para, I'm going to change. I'm going Parramatta just for that disgusting dropout. Yeah. That absolute <laughs> diabolical mess between Hunt and that big Greek dude. <laughs> Paul Vaughan. <laughs> Paul Vaughan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What a what a mess that was. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Ben Hunt. Yeah. When he retires, he's just going to buy somewhere <laughs> yeah. in the middle of the outback in a high day. So man. much ammo on that little yeah. dude. And that was no fault of his own, that one. <laughs> I yeah. know. I've but never it seen was anything like that. Ben Hunt. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it happened. It wouldn't have run in front of everyone else, anyone else. Uh, um, yeah, from a betting perspective... The Eels as a slight outsider, there's some pretty good value there. Dollar ninety-five. Is that where you're going? It looks yeah. like the sixth place. Yeah, looking at the table this way, that sixth place, which must be the Eels, is it? Yeah. I think that place is gone for the semis already, isn't it? So yeah. now these four or five teams are fighting over a seventh and eighth. Yeah, yeah. They do have a tough draw coming up, I think, the Eels. But, you yeah, know, I'd be happy with the Dragons win, but definitely tipping the Eels, I think. We're talking about putting food on a plate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're going Parramatta. <laughs> From our <laughs> lucrative, our lucrative betting. Uh, yeah, yeah, the chief is betting syndicate. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell Trace yeah. I'm betting yeah. five bucks a week, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so this that's the round 20. zipped up again, is it? Round yeah. twenty or zipped up? Yeah, and um, I've. Got uh, a stats corner. It's back. Yes. If, if you'll nice. um, indulge me. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So with Jared Croker coming to town, I've um, I've got the uh, calling it the best of enemies list. So the, the players that have uh, racked up, you know, the most points, most tries, etc., against the Warriors. Um, Jared Croker has an amazing record against the. Uh, Against the against the Warriors, he scored seventeen tries in seventeen games. That's the most by any player. Um, so just thought I'd talk, take you through a few uh, other records like that. So yeah, yeah. Most points in match against the Warriors, Andrew Johns for the Knights, obviously in two thousand one, twenty nine point haul. Uh, tries. Twenty nine. The maggot doing a drop goal in there. Yeah, no, I know. I think they won by about twenty five points too. So he's just doing it to be a smartass. Um, most tries in the match against the Warriors. Real motley crew of um, of customers here. So the Brett Rodwell for the Steelers in '95 was the what? first one. Yeah, I think he was playing fullback that day as well. Uh, Steve Renoff, no surprises there again in '95. Uh, Matt Guy for the Storm in 2000. Adam McDougal for the Knights in 2001. Amos Roberts for Penrith in 2004. Matt Utai stitched us up in 2004 and um, Nathan Stapleton geez, that was an ugly one that was the game that cost Matt Elliott his job in 2014 um, yeah. Stapleton or Staples yeah highlight of his uh, his brief and memorable career but how many, how many tries was that a game sorry did you four, say four tries in a game did they mm. Brett Rodwell he was that dude remember when you used to collect the cards he was that guy that would be in, like, you'd swear every pack you open up, you get a stinking <laughs> and pink 
Ian Pincinelli and Brett Rodwell yeah, card. Yeah. Uh, the Steelers, I, yeah, I hated them at the time, but they've been one of my favourite teams to look back on, the, uh, yeah. the early 90s Steelers. Um, moving on to most points in a career against the Warriors, Cameron Smith leading the way with 186. Has him, no, 178 points. Has him, our mastery. Jared Croker, despite having a far shorter career than those guys, 158 points in just 17 games. And um, then Andrew Johns, 155. Luke Burt, 142. Most tries ever against the, the Warriors. Um, as we talked, as we said, Jared Croker, 17, 17 games, overtook uh, Billy Slater. Might have been last year. He's got 16. Sean Kenny Dow, 14. He's third on the list. Most tries against the Warriors. Is he? Yeah. Old old skids. Um, (laughs) Hasm, again, Hasm, our mastery, 13 tries. These guys are on 13. Hasm, Matt Guy, Adam McDougall, Brett Stewart. Um, And to top it off, most matches against the Warriors. No surprises. Old 400 game man, Cameron Smith, 32 times he's played the, the Warriors. Cooper Cronk, 30. And uh, Darren Lockyer, back on 25 in third place. So, there you go. Out of it. Um, and just a wee plug, I know that if you're rewinding that little segment there and jotting down these notes to keep for posterity, don't bother. They're all going to be in the uh, Warriors 25-year anniversary book that I've uh, written with, uh, written for for the obviously 25th anniversary this year. It'll be out at the end of the year um, through Bateman's book, so keep your eye out. So when, when does that come out? You're obviously writing this uh, year, yeah. as it we'll, goes. We'll uh, chuck this year in and uh, get it out as soon as we can after the Warriors season finishes in time for to fill those stockings. How many books have you smashed out now? Uh, that'll be number number five. Nice work. Um, nice work. Yeah. So you might as well go out and buy the others while you're at it as well. Yeah, get the set. The, get the set. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you won't be able to follow this Warriors one if you don't have the other one, so better go and get them before the Warriors one. Yeah, that's right, because the way that last one yeah, ended. It's like getting yeah. the last Game of Thrones book. You, you won't be able to follow it. Yeah, idiots. <laughs> you start at the end. Yeah. Uh, but thanks for letting me get that in. And this is, I think this is our longest one ever. So. Oh, uh, no. God, yeah. we're shit at this. I know. Anyway, so we'll let you get on with your day. You'll be listening to this at work or whatever. And, but yeah, enjoy the weekend. Big game on Friday. Get into it. Have a good one, people.